0: This. Yeah, this is the Rich Eisen Show. Yeah, Rich Eisen. Oh, that's Susie Eisen Hudson. <laughs> <laughs> With guest host Susie Schuster. Live from the Rich Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Josh McDaniel spoke. I mean, I think there's always urgency at that position. Do you want Aaron Rodgers or not? That's the one thing here. Today's guest former Raiders CEO, Amy Trask, NFL Network Insider, Tom Pelissero, and now sitting in for Rich, it's Susie Schuster.
1: Me. We'll be back with you here on the Roku channel, wherever you find your radio and TV podcasts. Susie Schuster, I'm in for Rich Eisen because he's in Indianapolis. No, I did not poison my husband and tie him to the bed. <laughs> I uh I'm sitting in here, in here for him today. I'm being replaced for the next two days. So whatever. I mean, I can handle it. My ego's not in the toilet. I can handle this TJ Jefferson, right? Susie, as your guest so. with
2: a law degree, I'd like you um to refrain from admitting to any alleged or possible poisoning of your husband in bed.
1: Amy Trask, thank you for that. <laughs> Former smart, CEO of the Raiders, the Princess of Darkness and CBS Sports Aficionado, Football Aficionado. Thank you for that. Amy, my client
2: admits nothing. <laughs> the, the truth
1: of the matter is, is I am at the uh-huh. absolute worst. Um, I'm the worst offender because I basically come in through the front door, Rich always says, why don't you try like the side door, the back door? I'm like, no, no, no.
2: I come in through the front door. You I'm know, what? New England. I have been told time and again that I'm direct to a fault. I don't think there is such a thing. Wouldn't the world be nicer if people were more direct and clear and forthright in a nice way?
1: I think you are correct, and part of the reason why I begged you to come and also stalk you, because I love you, is that you are direct. And what, what is the, Don't you make faces at camera three?
2: Thank you very much. I don't even much. know what camera three is. I mean, that I one. see one camera, but I'm yeah. going to tell you this. I am giddy to be here with mm-hmm. you. You know what this is like? This is like being asked to sit with the cool kids at oh. lunch. <laughs> that didn't happen a lot and by a lot I mean kind of never. So for me to be here with you today, I'm like with the cool kids at the lunch table and it's a big deal for me. I'm pretty giddy about it. But well, I do I do have to disclose two full things, two things to you from your former segment with Rich. I okay. listened to it. One, I have never ever ever seen one episode of Seinfeld. <gasps> what? So if you do a Seinfeld reference with me, it's going to go right over my head. And as to your discussion with him about the league reviewing the pushing from behind rule that went into effect a number of years ago, well, it wasn't in effect about 20 years ago. And I'm just going to, I think the statute of limitations has run about 20 years ago playing in Kansas City, Raiders Chiefs. We pushed someone from behind into the end zone and we won the game. And when I say we, it's because I sort of from upstairs had a role. I think I kind of helped push him in from behind.
1: (laughs) Let's just set the table right here. What was it like for you being the princess of darkness, being Al Davis's right hand everything? You are the ultimate trailblazer in the NFL, Amy Trask. And to me, you'll always be the cool kid at the cool table. But that's such a broad question. But when you say that... I just think to myself, yes, you were upstairs. Yes, you were pulling all the strings for this magnificent operation. What was that like?
2: Uh, I I have to begin by saying whether you're watching this and you're a fan of the Raiders or you can't stand the Raiders, whether you love Dell Davis or you didn't, um, I have the career I have because he hired without regard to race, gender, ethnicity or any other individuality, which has no bearing whatsoever on whether we can do a job. And that's the way everybody needs to do it Uh, so it was the opportunity of a lifetime he didn't give a damn that i was a girl and i was a girl i was a kid when i started with the raiders i was an intern i was probably 22 23 when i joined full-time it was a little bit later um in my sort of still in my mid-20s and it was the opportunity of a lifetime Susie, i never spent any time thinking about being the only woman in the room People ask me all the time, did you think about it? And I didn't. They ask me all the time, were you tested because you were a woman? I don't know. Probably. Let's assume I was tested because I was a woman. Well, what's the best thing to do when we're tested?
1: Know your stuff.
2: Pass the damn test. And that's where I put my energy. If other people wanted to worry about or be bothered by the fact that I was a woman in the room, go ahead, spend your time worrying about it. I wasn't going to waste my time.
1: Amy Trask here on The Rich Eisen Show, tell us something about Al Davis that we don't know.
2: Okay, biggest misconception about Al is that you couldn't disagree with him. Absolutely a misconception. If that were the case, I would have been fired roughly two weeks into my job. (laughs) He walked into a room where I was sitting with a coworker, ripped into this guy, like I can only imagine a velociraptor would rip into flesh. (laughs) And I'm listening to him and he was really angry and his voice was loud. And after a few minutes, I realized he was wrong. So I said, and I don't have a dainty voice under the best of circumstances, but I had to raise it even more because he was shouting. And I just said, excuse me, you're wrong. Just like that. And this is, again, roughly two, two and a half weeks into my job with the Raiders. And I will never forget the expression on his face when his head turned towards me. It was like Linda Blair in The Exorcist, where that head spins around, only no green stuff. Um, I said, again, you're wrong. I said, if the facts on which you were basing your conclusion were accurate, be a fair conclusion. But you are basing your conclusion on inaccurate data and you're wrong. Well, he yelled and I yelled and he yelled and I yelled and we went back and forth. And finally, after a bit of time, he said, okay, I gotcha. I got it, I got it. And we went on to have a great discussion. And for the next almost 30 years, I disagreed with him more than I agreed with him. And the biggest misconception about him is that he wouldn't tolerate disagreement and he wouldn't tolerate those who disagreed with him. If that was the case, I'd have been fired two weeks into my job.
1: What do you think he would make of the modern NFL right now?
2: I think there'd be things he'd be very, very pleased with and things he'd be disappointed with. He loved the game. He loved the players. I heard him say so often throughout my career, the players are the game. Uh, so I think there'd be things he'd like and things he wouldn't like.
1: Leads us into the next topic, which is Aaron Rodgers. Do you think he would love a, a an Aaron Rodgers Raiders run team?
2: He sure might. And mm. that would depend on how committed Aaron would be and how much Aaron has left, which presumably is a lot. Look, Susie, Aaron was at Cal, literally right up the road from the Raiders and the 49ers in college. And that both of us let him go is really... Um, Telling the Niners drafted a quarterback that this year and pass, uh, that year and passed over Aaron. We did not draft a quarterback, but we passed over Aaron. Maybe that gets fixed this year. That'd
1: yeah, be fascinating to see if he makes his way back to the local hometown team. I want to ask you a little bit about what's going on with him now, because you're the perfect person to have today. As we, as he merges from the darkness and back into the light, let's roll a sound soundbite. We can get Amy to opine it on the other side, please.
3: I feel really good about, um, about the conversations that, um, that are going to be had, that have been had with uh, important people in my life, yourself included, that um, helped to orient me. But I'm not looking for somebody to tell me what the answer is. Uh, all the answers are right inside me. And I, I touched uh, many of them, and definitely the feelings uh, on both sides during the darkness, and I'm thankful for that time. But um, there's a finality to the decision. Mm -hmm. And I don't make it lightly. I don't want to drag anybody around. Look, I'm answering questions about it because I get asked about it. Um, I'm talking about it because it's important to me. If you don't like it and you think it's drama, think I'm being a diva or whatever, then just tune it out. Mm -hmm. It's fine. Mm -hmm. But this is my life. It's important to me. And I'll make a decision soon enough, and we'll go down that road and be really excited about it.
1: And, Mike, let's roll right into the Brian Gutekunst bite and play that one for Amy as well. Yeah, r- really
3: no updates. You know, again, I think, uh, like I was talking earlier, um, haven't had the conversations that we need to have yet, so really, really no update. Um, but looking forward here to being an MD and, and look at these prospects and to help this football team. Who initiates when those conversations will take place with him? Yeah, there's been some contact back and forth. Um, obviously, he's had some things on his plate, uh, but hopefully those things will happen soon do you want him back as the quarterback of the Packers? Yeah, I think you know that those discussions have to happen and making sure that it's the right fit, but um, obviously we know the kind of player that Aaron is, and um, you know, once we have those conversations, we'll, we'll be able to move forward with a lot more to say.
1: All right, Amy Trask, what's happening here?
2: Well, you know, there's two ways to look at it from the Packers' perspective. A number of people are evaluating it. Oh, my gosh, they've got drama again. They had drama when Favre retired, and then unretired, they've got drama with Aaron. The other way to look at it is, wow, how fortunate are the Packers to have had Brett Favre for all those years and to have had Aaron Rodgers for all those years. And you know what? If there's a little bit of angst at the end or what may be the end or what may be a transition, I'll tell you this, there's 31 other teams that would trade that angst to have had Brett Favre and then Aaron Rodgers in succession at that position. As to what Aaron said, I love his point, which is if you are tired of listening to me answer questions I am asked. Stop listening. People are asking him this question. He's answering the question. People are bemoaning that he keeps talking about the dark place, the dark room, whatever you want to call it. Well, you know what? He's being asked questions. He's answering them. And if you're grumpy because you don't want to hear him keep answering them, he's right. Stop listening. Tune him out. But, you know, look, I look at things from a different perspective than many on many topics. I don't look at this like it's angst for the Packers. I look at this that there are 31 teams who would love to have the angst of transitioning from Brett Favre to Aaron Rodgers and now perhaps transitioning from Aaron.
1: And isn't this just the normal flow of things in the the National Football League? I think so much is being made just because of who he is, but this is nothing we haven't seen before. I mean, we're talking about a 41-year-old player, we're talking about a young locker room, we're talking about Jordan Love, who is possibly quite possibly ready to play. So what's from your perspective from having run a team for so long, isn't this just the normal evolution of a football team?
2: I think that's a phenomenal point you make Susie, um, as are so many of your points. This is football and it tracks back to the comment I shared earlier that Al mentioned to me all the time. The players are the game. So you are right. This happens often. This happens throughout the league and it's really, really, really hard You've got players who are, um, this isn't the case with Aaron, but in many cases, they have spouses, they have children, they've been in one market for a long time. If they are traded or if they choose to leave or if they're, I guess traded is the toughest part because then you don't necessarily have a say in it. You're not only leaving your team. You've got a family to worry about. You've got kids to worry about. You've got relocation. So yes, this sort of thing goes on throughout the league all the time. And I think it's important for fans to remember that these men are simply not, they're not just players on game day. They're humans.
1: So where do you think Amy Trask is a a, a possible fit, maybe even a good fit for Aaron Rodgers?
2: Boy, um, you know, the Raiders have obviously been mentioned. The Jets have been mentioned. If I'm Aaron Rodgers, I want to go to a team that I think has the opportunity to win and win soon. Because as you mentioned, He is well into his career. He is of a certain age. I don't want to go to a rebuild. I want to go somewhere where I can go in and win now. So that's an evaluation he's going to have to make, although I will note this about the Raiders. They are in a state with no state income tax. Mm, and you know, mm. I'm not lobbying. I'm not encouraging anything. But it's also, remember, and I got to say this because the girl who went to law school in me has to say this, it's not a one-to-one calculation. There is a duty day formula. So it's not going to be a full savings. There is a little savings in Las Vegas.
1: I just tuned out when you said that. You went into some numbers and math and, <laughs> and I just, it was, it was a language I didn't get. What would Al think of Of Aaron, like, would you think he would have uh, would have liked this fit? Though we talked about this for a quick segment, as you as you kind of reposition this conversation, Um, he'd sure like the way he throws that ball. He would, right? He sure like that deep ball. He would, he would. Let's go around the league a little bit. Lamar Jackson, what do you think is happening in Baltimore? Boy, I don't know,
2: of course, but if I were the Ravens, I would be parked on Lamar's front doorstep. I'd figure out whatever his favorite snacks were. I'd be on his lawn, on his doorstep, in his driveway with a big, 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 big suitcase full of his favorite snacks, and I'd say, how do we figure this out? You know, tremendous quarterbacks, tremendous talent. It's not like they grow on trees and you can just pick one here and pick one there. I would be trying to find a way to get it done with Lamar. And I would also, you listen to me, Ravens, because, of course, you want my input, um, maximize his skills The best coaches best position their players to be their best. So a change with the offense there to better suit his skills might very much appeal to him.
1: It's really confusing, this Rubik's Cube that is his contract right now, and trying to figure out what he wants, what they want. Obviously, the Deshaun Watson contract changed everything. But, uh, I mean, what do we think this is about? I don't know. The
2: rumors are and have been for a while that it's about guaranteed money. He has disputed that. I know one thing I would want to include in a contract if I were Lamar or any player, and it is absolutely redound to the benefit of Derek Carr, a no-trade clause. I don't think players and possibly many, some, not all agents recognize how valuable a no-trade clause is. Again, going back to the point I made earlier with respect to players, You're not simply a player. In many instances, you're a husband, you're a father. And if you're traded, are you going to uproot your family? Are you going to take your kids out of school? Now, again, in Aaron's case, that's not an issue. In Derek's case, a no-trade clause has worked to his benefit. So if I'm Lamar, I've got my eyes on that as well.
1: Let's move to the Bears. You know what it's like to be uh, in possession of a number one draft pick. What's your memory of that, first of all?
2: Um... Can we not talk about that? <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry. My earbud just stopped working, and of course I don't have an <laughs> earbud in, so I'm making this up. Um, use it wisely. But look, I've said this for decades and decades and decades, well before I left the Raiders. Early in my career I started saying this. The draft isn't a science. There's no Enigma code. There's no you know, Rosetta Stone to figure it out. The gra- draft is an educated crapshoot. Mm -hmm. Um, so a first round pick is great Um, I often think no I don't often think I generally think it's greatest value is in a trade go amass as many picks as you can and then trade them and trade them for existing players would I rather go out and get a phenomenal quarterback that's on another team that I know to be terrific yep Um, boy I love what Zach Taylor said recently he was asked what would you advise a team with a first round pick who wants a quarterback and his answer was Find Joe Burrow. Mm -hmm. And he was being silly, but he's right.
1: And that's what will be so interesting about watching what the Bears do, because they're sitting there with that top pick, and yet they've got a quarterback that's so popular that can't quite seem to turn the corner yet, but is on the cusp of doing so. And it'll be fascinating to see how they decide to use this pick. That's right. And has he not yet turned that proverbial corner Um, because he
2: needs to make adjustments or do they need to make adjustments with the offense? Do they need other pieces and parts around him? How about D, all of the above?
1: So that's why I like you sitting in this chair because then you can turn to the camera and tell the Bears what to do. Tell the Bears what to do.
2: Well, first of all, I'm going to turn to the camera and say, hey, Rich Eisen, I like this chair. (laughs) And I (laughs) I love being here with Susie Schuster. Um, What should the Bears do with that pick? Mm. See what you can get for it. Parlay it and see what you can get for it. And if you can get a whole lot of stuff for it, I'd consider trading it.
1: Amy, what was it like being in those those rooms?
2: Well, I wasn't in the draft room. I was in a lot of meetings preceding the draft. Al kept me posted on everything having to do with the draft. But my favorite draft day story, and this shows what my role was that day, I was with our business partners, the team's owners, the other owners other than Al. I was in other parts of the building, one draft. Phone rings, someone runs downstairs, finds me, Amy, Al's on the phone, you gotta talk to him. I get on the phone with Al, he's calling me from the draft room. We're gonna take him, we're gonna get a lot of hell for it, you're gonna have to handle it, words to that effect. We were rumored to be taking someone in the draft that we were going to get killed for taking, I ain't naming names. Mm -hmm. And Al called me, I was downstairs with all the business partners and they had someone find me. I got on the phone. We're going to take them. We're going to get killed for it. You're going to have to handle it. Click. Happy draft day.
1: Can I That's guess? fun. Can I guess? Can um, I guess you can dra-
2: but you can guess, but first rule of Fight Club, you don't talk about Fight Club, so I'm not going to answer. I'm going to try to have a poker face.
1: Was it Sebastian Jadikowski?
2: It actually was not. Okay. There you go. Right. And I don't have a poker face anyway.
1: By the way, you don't have a poker face because I you don't. say what's on your mind. Yeah. But yeah. it wasn't Sebastian. Do you want to try another one, Chris? No, 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 no. <laughs> you want to tear up for the are, are you aware that we have a special Amy Trash segment coming up? No. Uh, okay. That's that's great producing it. You're gonna have to you're gonna have to tear go. I up. Will explain. Well I everything knew we like
2: I that. knew we had another segment coming up. We're gonna have another gonna do segment. Do
4: it's gonna be me talking to you. And that's all I'm going to let you know right now. Uh-oh. Really? After the break. Wow. Well, what, so what
1: about my client, Susie? I'm uh, just going to sit here and, and what? Do my nails? Do, you, do they need done? No, they really don't. <laughs> 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 Have it at the remote, I mean... I'm not a heathen. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm basically just going to throw. Oh out my either gosh! I'm throw I out. love that. What the magic eight ball? I had one of
2: those when I was a kid. Really? Did you have one? No. See, no. I'm a lot older than you. I had a magic eight ball. We asked magic eight ball everything. I'm asking
1: magic Time eight ball. We believed ball. it. Amy. Hold on. <laughs> Will Amy <laughs> you know, like this next segment? Oh no gosh. <laughs> I'll get back to you. All signs. This point says four. unclear. Uh, Amy, okay,
0: Amy. Was it Darius Hayward Bay? I'm sorry. <laughs> was it Darius Hayward Bay?
1: Was it, whoa, whoa, what? Yeah. Wait, 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 what?
0: I said, said, was it Darius Hayward Bank? We have to go to break. We have to go to break.
1: Yeah, we have to go to break.
0: (laughs) 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 Much more Rich Eisen show when we come back. Susie Schuster
1: show. I mean, just just rename the show. It's my show. Come on. Susie Schuster show. Could
2: I possibly interrupt more? Sorry.
0: Let's talk O'Reilly auto parts, people, or as you might know from their jingle,
1: Sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. I'm happy to be at the Granger desk. Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen. He is in Indianapolis at the Combine. Amy Trask, the princess of darkness, sitting next to me. I dressed for her today. I want you all to know that as if I wouldn't wear black all the time. But... Amy, how did you get your moniker? Because well, the Princess of Darkness, if somebody would please call me that, badass. I know you'd you take badass. It, it. Oh,
2: I love it. I will cherish my nickname forever. And by the way, I wear all black a lot, too. And people will say to me, oh, yeah, you were with the Raiders. I'm thinking Audrey Hepburn. Oh, I love I'm it. I'm thinking Audrey Hepburn. I mean, yeah. yeah, we're wearing the all black and the Raider history, but... I would be all black and I'm I'm thinking Audrey Hepburn. It's an aspiration.
1: Well, since we came out of an Aaron Rodgers clip when we were watching it for a <laughs> Roku audience and it w- he was a game of thrones, I would be your hodor to your princess because hodor, you're hodor, little and you're and you're very hodor. like Audrey Hepburn. Um m- the guy I work out with he calls me Grace because he's like you're not exactly graceful. So I think you could be Audrey Hepburn, but this is not a sports show conversation. No,
2: it's not. And one other thing about this show, mm. you can call it the
1: Rich Eisen desk. I call it the Susie Desk uh granger in case you're interested and by the way i always pitch um, different shows to roku while i do this just because we come up with different ideas i'm just saying granger suzy desk best mom ever i'm just saying that i'm available for my very own read if you really want i'm just saying <laughs> let's talk about this aaron Rodgers dark room we we're talking about this in the break and by the way to me four days in a dark room without my family sounds fantastic if there's like a tub and there's a yoga mat, Chris, what's in there? And do you want to escape from Cage Brockman to yeah. go to a <laughs> <room>?
4: uh-huh. <laughs> Only sometimes. Only like around 730 after we're done reading books. Um, it's, so it's, it's an it's Oregon. Uh, the place is Sky Cave Retreat, Retreats. I went on their site, and they have kind of a what to expect uh, <laughs> section. And the room looks good. Uh, you get two organic meals delivered to you once a day. So it's up to you to kind of space out on when you're going to eat them. Uh, Pure mountain water on tap. Mm. Uh, There's a bathtub and a bathroom and a queen size bed. Sounds like the greatest hotel room ever. You're just kind of slightly underground and it's all dark and there's a light switch. So if you're kind of going through the darkness thing and you're like, you know what? I need a little bit of a break. Let's turn the light on, read a book and then get back to it. First of all. I'm just stopping right there on two meals a day. And you have to <laughs> decide the how to eat them.
2: Thing. What the heck? First of all, two meals a day is fine with me. As long as from the start of the day to the end of the day and throughout the day, there are cookies ice and cream. ice cream and ice cream <laughs> sundaes and toppings and sprinkles. What the heck with only two meals a day? Now, I'm not bothered by the square footage. Everybody's making a big whoop de doo It's only 300 square feet. Well, when my husband and I got married and we moved in together... Our apartment was about 400 square feet. Now, even I can do that math. 400 divided by two is less per person than 300 divided by one. I'm not bothered by the square footage but I am not going somewhere where I don't get snacks all day. Oh, you just made
1: Berkeley so proud with that math. That was really, really impressive. And, and yes, I'm Aaron saying. and I
2: both went to Berkeley, albeit at different times, but I'm not doing that
4: room without full-time snacks. Does it say what the food was, Chris? It just says two organic meals per day.
2: That could be anything. Doesn't sound like cookies, That could though. be a handful be of almonds.
1: Mm-hmm.
4: Doesn't sound like cookies. And cake. Definitely not ice cream. it doesn't does it sound,
1: sound like, like ice, ice cream. Although they
2: Chris. do have
4: organic ice cream. Uh, there's no cost. You can contact. There's a contact section. I think they'll give you all those uh, details. Can you
1: contact them, please, during the rest of the segment? Let's see if we can get some kind of <laughs> hey, price point how much for this. Does it cost? And can you get extra food? An extra, Do you, you have ice cream? Food? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you Do you have ice cream? Is this a two seasons or a three seasons? Al Michaels would want to know what kind of seasons oh, wow. this is. Right. Um, Do you think that's only fair I to think ask? That's a fair question.
4: I think in yeah. terms of Darkness Retreats, it's probably a, a three-ish, three-plus oh seasons.
2: Nice. There's a branding opportunity there. Darkness Retreat, Princess of Darkness. Yeah,
1: yeah. yeah. Oh, By I bet way. you knew that
2: when you brought it up, huh?
1: I, I was clever with you're that, right? Good, huh? Did you like that? It's almost like you into do the this. Light? Yeah, you'd yeah. think so. The guy who delivers right. the meals
4: is is kind of the guy who runs the place, and he will sit and chat with you, whether you want a two second interaction or maybe twenty minutes. What if you don't want him bit, to sit and chat with you? Some, well, you, you don't have to talk to him. He just delivers your meals, and you can kind of talk if it's been if you feel like oh, it's been a while since I've had any human interaction. Let's have a conversation. Hey, how's it going?
2: I'm 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 really stuck on this not full time snacks issue, So do you think he can do? <laughs> is there a mini bar? Do you think he can be?
4: <laughs> I don't think there's a mini bar. That would be
0: great. Can actually. I get my drink on? <laughs> or
4: Orga- as long as it's
1: organic, I'm sure there's organic alcohol. Is you think they got right?
0: mimosas down there? You think Aaron was sipping on some OJ and champagne? this is organic orange juice? Yeah, yeah right. So I
1: right. think that would count, don't you? I'm just stuck on this. You don't get cookies and ice cream all day.
0: <laughs> Amy is not a fan.
1: Do they open the
4: door to do slide your tray like in prison? Like, how's this work, Chris?
0: No, <laughs> he, Like out, a mail slot?
2: Yeah,
4: it's not like that. It's just kind of, he just kind of comes down. You what do you know how they feed goes, you in please. prison? Like they said, there's a
1: light well, I've switch spent in there. Some, I, I did some time.
2: You <laughs> know, the big prison reference, like right off the bat. All right, you guys, I'm
1: going to go. I'm going to do it. Please Let me go. Mike. Do it. Mikey, you want to go? I'm going to go do it. Please right. do I it. I
4: should go do it. You couldn't go 20 minutes without talking to someone.
1: Oh, I couldn't easily. go twenty minutes without before. a snack. <laughs> <I hate laughs> Poor Amy. Somebody go get her some ice cream. I mean she just she looks faint. So you, go, start, she's oh, you had candy for for in the green room. Yeah, yeah, we do. I'd sleep
2: for twenty minutes.
0: By first. the way, this this whole he this place, this sky retreat, this is nicer than most apartments in New York, I'm telling You're you. You're right
1: absolutely right. right. It's bigger and than bigger. most apartments. It's as big as many hotel rooms. Yeah. By the way, I've stayed in some pretty small hotel rooms. That but there's no in mini Clemson. bar. I think there was no mini bar in Clemson either. <laughs> no mini bar in Clemson. <laughs> so my Clemson story like is I was song. doing a game with Gary Thorne on ABC, and he walks in and he goes, well, this is not my kind of hotel. You know, because there was like a pool as <laughs> he walked Gary in. Thorne. Thank you very much. And uh, he said, hey, kid, should we meet downstairs for a bottle of red? And he's like, I don't think there's any red here. Huh? So he was in his room all night. <laughs> I, I laid out towels from my bed to the bathroom and back. And I went from the bed on the towels. Because you didn't a, want to walk on I the oh. towel inside the tub. Oh, I gotcha. Uh, and I thought I gotcha. to myself, this is network television. Yes. It was glamorous. Toto, I'm just we're saying. not in Kansas anymore. No, so maybe this is you were. <laughs> this retreat is like a three and a half seasons compared to that Clemson hotel. That was about a quarter of a season.
2: Yeah, I think it might even be maybe like more like four seasons. Do you think? Yeah, I think.
1: Um, should we go? I don't think no. so. Let's go somewhere very bougie and instead in, <laughs> and eat cheese and, and drink wine. I'm not into that. Right? That's <laughs> yes. uh, I can't say that this is my kind of cup of tea. Can we just talk a second ago? We were talking about it in the break about your experience with with the push rule yourself. Take us back a little memory lane. Uh, Raiders at Chiefs.
2: We're the road team. I'm sitting upstairs where the staff for the visiting, road, the visiting team sat. Ownership, staff, we're upstairs. Going from left to right on the field in front of us. We're inside the 15, maybe inside the 10. Um, and then we have another play, and our back has the ball, and our offensive line and other players push him into the end zone, which at the time, absolutely against the rules. And I'm up there looking around at the official, you know, their league has an observer in the box. And I'm looking at the officials. Al's there. Other people are there. And I'm thinking, don't call this, don't call this, don't call this, don't call this. Didn't call the penalty. By the way, statute of limitations over. We won the game. They can't go back. They can't take it back. (laughs) We won the game because we pushed our back into the end zone.
1: So what do you think about this proposed rule change now? You know, I like. That you could push,
2: you know. It's it's. I like what Nick Sirianni said. It's part of the game. Why not? What's wrong with pushing someone into the end zone?
1: I can't remember as a lifelong fan of the league not seeing that. And sometimes I feel like people want to start screwing with things. Like I don't like this whole pitch clock thing for baseball. Like leave it alone. I would equate it to that. I mean, why are you changing simple rules of the game? I understand the Eagles are employing it incredibly well, but they're not pulling. They're pushing. We watch Tom Brady. I'm sorry. I mean, we haven't really talked about this because you know I am from New go. England, and don't go anywhere. The seatbelt will come out in a second and we'll latch you in. But you know, I, sometimes I feel like they're tinkering just to tinker. Isn't that part of the game now? Well, I do like the push rule because why?
2: You know, tell me what is unfootball about that? And I know people will be screaming, "Oh, you know, it's unfootball. It's unfootball." Why shouldn't? it be part of the game. If your team's better at pushing a back than the other team is at stopping you from pushing the back. And maybe I'm biased because we won a game by pushing the back into the end zone, but I like the push rule.
1: Amy Trask here on the Rich Eyes and show Susie Schuster in for Rich Eyes. And if you can't tell by now, then, you know, I don't know what to do. (laughs) I mean, I can only introduce myself so many times, but Christopher, (laughs) can I throw it over to you for what's more likely? What's more likely Amy? Are
4: you ready? Hit it. What's more
1: likely?
0: Never say never, but never.
4: never. All right, Amy, very simple game. I ask you either or you tell me which one is more likely to take place.
1: Capisce?
2: You know, I capiche, but I think you know me well enough to know I don't follow directions. I understand. So that. we'll see how it
1: goes. <laughs> also, do you think that the NFL... Music makes you feel a little bit more trepidatious. Like its, it's like don't no, you feel like something well, big's going to happen? What
2: really scared me was seeing all those mathematical equations <laughs> on the screen.
1: It's high um, production value. You, know, you say it's either, or, either um,
2: or, more likely or not. I might go with a push at some point. No pun intended. That was cute.
1: I like what you did there. Life's about
4: making decisions. I'm going to make you choose.
0: He told that to Morgan we'll Freeman. Amy. I told the that to Morgan Freeman, and I did not man. care.
1: By the right. way, are you threatening Amy Trask? Do you don't uh, know how many people have done that in the past and walked away with their tail between their legs? Not
0: implicitly.
4: I'm not. Not no.
1: Not no, in no. No. You Go with the legal. Not,
2: not, not no. impliedly or directly, tacitly or otherwise. But
0: correct. Yeah, what, what she said. Correct.
4: All right. What's more likely? <laughs> the Raiders start a rookie quarterback week one or a veteran that they've acquired.
2: Well, could it be veteran that they've acquired or have on the roster? Sure. I think I'll go with a veteran
4: then. You think it's Stidham? You think Stidham starts week one? Uh, That's not an either or. I'm asking you a direct question now. (laughs)
2: Oh, you're allowed to do that. Apparently I'm being deposed. Um, (laughs) Okay. Most fun deposition ever. Um,
4: It might be. Wow, that
2: Uh, is so uh, legal.
1: uh, (laughs) She gave
4: you nothing. She gave me nothing. Nothing. Are they going to draft a quarterback? I think so. What do I know? I'm just making this up. (laughs) Yeah, but you look at doing it, so who cares? We're all just making this up. All right, next, let's stay in the AFC West. What's more likely, the Broncos bounce back, make the playoffs this year, or the Colts, who have been playing quarterback roulette for the last five seasons, finally get it right?
2: Broncos, and I I am going to feel, I'm going to give you a strong emphatic answer on that one. It'll probably be wrong, but I'm going with Broncos. Explain. Uh, I think the world of Sean Payton as a head coach, I think it's a phenomenal place for him to be. It's the place I thought he should go. I think Russell Wilson can be more of the Russell Wilson we saw in Seattle, not the Russell Wilson we saw last year. Last year, it was just a hot mess. That's a very technical football term. (laughs) Hot mess in Denver. Uh, again, the best coaches, best position, their players to be their best. And I think Sean Payton will have a tremendous impact on Russell.
1: Don't you think, though, that we're going to hear something more? We're going to hear a lot more about what happened with Pete Carroll and Russell Wilson. There's a book somewhere in there. There's, a, there's an ESPN 360. Pete six, said we're good, though. And, and, you know what?
2: But Pete's Yes and yes and yes and yes. I love the way Pete and the GM both handled that. They said, you know what? Water under the bridge. You know, I don't know that those were the exact words, but... We've moved on. We're not worried about it. They're not going to let it fester. They're not going to make it an issue. You know what? They're going to be grown-ups.
1: That'd mean there's not something juicy underneath there. It,
2: there could be, but they're being adults, and you know what? Here's to people acting like grown-ups. Mm.
4: Hmm. All right, we've been talking about this forever here. We're going to keep talking about it until somebody makes a decision. What's more likely, the Jets starting quarterback week one, Aaron Rodgers, Derek Carr.
2: For the moment, I'm going to say Derek Carr only for one reason. If Aaron doesn't make a decision soon, then if you're the Jets, it's either sign Derek or risk losing him to another team that will sign him. And then if for some reason Aaron changes his mind or things can't be worked out in Green Bay, you're left with neither. So if you want to protect against the downside of being left with neither, you're going to want to move on Derek before someone else does. Hmm. No, she's a
4: lawyer. Whoever is the quarterback, though, who's got a better chance of making the playoffs? Like, is it, is it Derek leading the Jets to the playoffs, or can Aaron take them a little bit further? Ooh,
2: that's an interesting question. I'll go Aaron.
4: Ceiling's a little higher with Aaron, right? Yeah. yeah. All right, next. Uh, we're going to talk about this a lot until something goes down as well. Lamar Jackson, what's more likely? He gets traded or signs a long-term deal with the Ravens this offseason?
2: I'm going to say long-term deal, not because I think it's necessarily more likely, but I'm channeling to the Ravens, you should do that. Um, look, if you're going to move on from a quarterback like Lamar Jackson, before you do that, you better ask yourself the question, and do what? And if your answer to and do what is not as good or better than Lamar Jackson, then what the heck are you doing? You know, all the time people will say they should cut this guy. They should trade this guy. They should release this guy. Okay, and do what? You need to be able to answer that question well, at least as well as the status quo, if not better, before you make a move like that.
1: And the follow up question is, and where are you going to go? Where are you going to go? What's your plan? I mean, I think that piggybacks onto what yeah. you're saying.
4: Yeah, what's the end game?
1: Who, what's the end game? Yeah. Who's the quarterback that you think would be more successful than this guy who's proven that he can win? You know,
2: I had a pretty rough um, accident on a horse at one point. And don't worry, there's a segue here. But we had an accident. I came off the horse, pretty ugly. Um, and when I got back and got on afterwards, someone said to me, Amy. You have to have a plan. And her meaning was, when something goes wrong, you have to have a plan. And she's right. And you're right, Susie. You have to have a plan. And by the way, she was eight, but she was (laughs) right. I had to have a plan, and I didn't have one. You're right. They need to have a plan. And it is piggybacking off of and do what?
4: Christopher? Which long-suffering franchise is more likely to have the best chance to make the conference championship next year? Go on a run. Sneaky run. Lions or Chargers? Ooh. This is hard for me. I'm going to give you an answer, but
2: let me tell you why it's particularly hard for me. Jared Goff, Cal Bear. I Ooh. love my Cal Bears. I want to say Jared Goff. I love you, Jared. Not in a weird, creepy way. Um, but Justin Herbert, on that other pregame show for CBS Sports Network, prior to the draft the year Herbert was taken, Someone on that show, I won't name names, rhymes with shmamey, <laughs> identified Justin Herbert as all that and said teams were not understanding how good he was and how good he could be and someone better snag him. So I love you, Justin, but I'm going to go Chargers.
1: You know what this reminds me of? Do you remember um, Broadcast News? Did you see Broadcast News? Come on, Chris. Are you serious? You don't see anything. Remember the Holly Hunter character? Yeah. We yeah. do, of course. Yeah. And when, when the uh, head of the network says, what's it like being the smartest person in the room? And she said, it's terrible. <laughs> like, I feel like, Amy, listening to you talk like this, it's like, you know everything. I don't. You do. I don't. And you do. And then, you know, it, thank goodness we have you on CBS Sports Network. And thank goodness that I, you agreed to babysit with me today. But, I mean, what's it like sitting here? And you, you you know all the right moves. Okay, just, just, Fantastic. So you do, just so we
2: can get rid of the you know everything. So I get home from doing the show on Sundays, Mm. and I want to watch everything. I want to watch every game on every channel, and I just look at my husband, and it's, which remote do I push, and what (laughs) button do I push on what remote? And so now he has the remotes lined up with instructions as to what buttons I push. So, you know, we all need help.
1: My kid put on the TV for me last night. You're welcome. Yeah, exactly. All right, Chris. Amy, last one. A
4: lot of talk about this going on right now. What's more likely, Dan Snyder sells the commanders or hell, in fact, freezes over?
2: (laughs) I may be in a very small group in this regard. I think I am of a minority position in this. I think he will ultimately sell the the team.
1: Wow. I think the pressure is...
2: I'm
4: sorry? Full control? Sell all Um, of it?
2: I don't know if he might try to maintain a minority stake for his children to pass it on to them with parameters around that, that they can own it as... You know, a a vanity share, if you will, as it's often referred to. Maybe he wants to leave a little piece with his kids, but there would be um, a big, big, big fence around that, that there was no control associated with it. But I do think he'll sell control of the team, if not the team in its entirety. The pressure is mounting. And by the way, you know, who's going to be laughing all the way to the bank? Because whether yeah, it's exactly. six billion or seven billion, you know, as someone I know once said, that's billion. With a B, that's a lot of money. So, I do think ultimately he will sell. Who do you think will buy it? Oh boy, I don't know. You know, could be any of the rumored names, or maybe someone will pop out. The issue is, of course, and you guys know that the NFL has very, very strict limitations as to purchases. You can only have a certain amount of debt on the team. Uh, there can only be a certain number of equity holders. Uh, they're not going to. It's not going to a private equity company or a VC. Not a lot of people can write that check.
1: Before we let you go, two last questions. You I think told you and
2: it, Richard buy it.
1: Hmm. That'd be great. Yeah. Do you want to let us borrow some money to do I such? I will go home and look under the couch. That'd be great. Thank you for that. We'll ask Al. He's, he gets he gets paid a pretty penny. Um, before we let you go, one funny story that I loved in the commercial was you, uh, the first time Al walked in and saw you employing your math skills. Tell us that story.
2: Uh, well, we tease all the time about math, and I told you I got a little scared when you showed that graphic and it has math. I'm not good at math. I was on the show, The Rich Eisen Show with Cube a number of years ago, and I actually added 18 plus 8 and came up with 24. So, my mm-hmm. math skills are limited. And the mm-hmm. mom- the first I will just never forget the look on Al's face when he walked into my office and I was looking at something, it was our financial statements or something, and I was counting on my fingers. And he looked at me with just abject horror on his face. But I got the number right. I just used my fingers.
1: Amy, will you come back, please?
2: I would be honored and delighted and giddy. I really do feel like I've gotten invited to be at the cool kids table at lunch.
1: That's fine. I'm finally there. At age 50, <laughs> I'm finally in the cool table. We should kids have that table. discussion
2: at some point. So kids today understand it's okay if you're not at the cool kids table. Yeah, You'll do so. just fine.
1: When TJ pours the second round of mimosas. Much more Rich Eisen's show when we come back. After this break.
0: Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets
4: Check out our new NBA show, Beyond the Arc, part of the CBS Sports Podcast Network, where you can find me, John Gonzalez, NBA insider Bill Ryder, and Ashley Nicole Moss, five days a week talking all things NBA. Whether you're looking for insightful discussions, upbeat commentary, breaking news, interviews, or coverage of all the biggest stories in the NBA, our new show is the place to be five days a week. Download and follow Beyond the Arc on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you get your favorite podcasts.
1: Wrapping up the second hour of the Rich Eisen Show, Susie Schuster in for Rich Eisen with Amy Trask, the princess of darkness, the former CEO of the Raiders, CBS Sports, football aficionado, I like to call you. Um, No, but I do love spending time with you because you love dogs as much as I do Mm -hmm. and because you're a lawyer and just because you're great. But I I do wish my nickname scared you a little. Well, I... What scares me is that I'll never have a nickname as cool as yours. That no, frightens me. I would do any, can I, can I, can I use it sometime? No,
2: no, no, yeah. no, no, no. <laughs> no. It's mine. I will, I will, fer- by the way, it was not bestowed upon me as a compliment. It was bestowed upon me as an insult. Mike Silver, you know, Mike Silver. Sure. Wrote an article in which he quoted anonymous sources uh, and they were identified as team owners, league executives, team executives saying behind her back. We Mm. refer to her as the princess of darkness. (laughs) Did not mean it as a compliment. I kind of liked it. Raider fans liked it. I, I, I embraced it. Raider fans embraced it. We took it. We turned it into a positive. They also said that I was a smarter, meaner Al Davis with a law degree. So after that article ran, I would periodically walk out of Al's office and I'd look at him and I'd say, smarter, meaner and I would just walk
1: in. I should have said better hair, too. They called me Miss Manhattan in Bristol when I worked at Bristol. They called me Miss Manhattan. And then first it was behind my back and then to my face, because I was, I'm I'm like you, I was like, Like, I'll take it. I'll own that. Miss Manhattan? That's like the Carrie Bradshaw of Bristol. That's exactly. You know what? Um, Own that. That is good. Thank you, I will. Eric DaCosta, the GM of the Ravens, just spoke about Lamar Jackson. Let's listen in on that one right now.
2: Yeah, you know, Lamar and I are talking. Uh, We met recently. Uh, It's an ongoing discussion. Um, We both understand the urgency of the situation. It's been a good dialogue, a good discussion. I'm optimistic as I continue to be optimistic, um, and we'll see where it goes. Well, you can't win in this league without a strong quarterback. I mean, that's been proven. So we want Lamar here. Um, We think he's one of the best quarterbacks in the league. He's certainly one of our best players, uh, and we want him back. And so, yeah, we understand that. Living in a world without a quarterback is a, is a bad world to live in. Uh, and I think there's a lot of GMs and coaches who would probably say that, who are living in that world right now. We're aware of that. Um, I think we've been uh, blessed since 2008 to have Joe Flacco and, and Lamar Jackson. And uh, my goal is to continue that.
1: Taunton's finest, Eric Dacosti. He looks like he's going to be in the next Marvel movie. I mean, what's Hi. going on over here, Hi. right? He's, 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 got the, he's got the vibe. What do you make of this?
2: Well, I think he's right that they should find a way to sign Lamar. As I said earlier, they should go park themselves in his driveway, on his front doorstep, on his lawn, wherever they can park themselves, bring every snack and every treat that Lamar could possibly want and find a way to get it done. The one thing he said that had me smiling, uh, and yes, I know Joe Flacco's career and what he did with the Ravens, and certainly he is a good quarterback, but there's a difference between being a good quarterback and being a a great quarterback. I would not equate Joe Flacco and Lamar Jackson.
1: But you truly believe that Lamar Jackson is one of those quarterbacks. If
2: they best position him to be his best, if they use him in an offense, which maximizes all of his skills, I think he can do fabulous things for them.
1: Before we go, I'll ask you what, what do you miss most about being who you were in the national football league?
2: I don't miss anything in particular. All right. You know what? The fans, the fans, and I still get to interact with them on social media.
1: Yeah, that's true, because I can't imagine what it was like to be there with Al on the field and- Well, that's what I miss the
2: most, but that has nothing to do with my career. I miss Al
1: for all of his
2: issues. um, Again, I owe my career to him, and he was a far different man behind the scenes than many people understood him to be.
1: What What's the one thing? What's the one thing about him that you missed the most besides just who he was and what he represented?
2: How much he cared for so many people and the way in which he demonstrated that care. And I was one of those people.
1: Oh, the luckiest person. Are you kidding? So I say this to you all the time. It's a TV show on Roku. By the way, here we go again. It's another show. I'm just saying it's it's the Amy Trask behind the scenes. No, hat. it's really the Susie Amy show. Well, by the way, I mean, if you're watching, I'm just saying. like Yeah. And if you're might you be up there, Roku, because, you know, Susie and Amy,
2: we could do some damage and damage yeah. is good.
1: More Rich Eisen
2: show when we come back.
1: You know, so let's do our pitch right now to all the Roku guys. It's a um, it's an hour drama scripted by Aaron Sorkin. Aaron, are you watching? <laughs> and uh, or maybe we need to have a female showrunner. Come on, Chris. So so let's flesh this out. Well, I, like I just to have pitch. a quick
4: question. Do you think Al did Al own a pair of jeans? Not uh, that's to my question. Knowledge. Not to your knowledge.
2: I mean, I never saw him in jeans. I, I I don't I don't know if he owned any, but I certainly never saw him. What and about? I worked, t- about I worked tie? for him for almost thirty years. Oh yeah, he had a tie. Okay. And, you know, there were times we just he, always
4: see the tracksuit. Yeah, you but there I mean? were.
2: Oh, he had suits and ties, and you know, never went to a funeral or a solemn occasion without a
1: suit and okay. tie, and. Did you, have, did you ever wear a tracksuit with
2: him? Yeah, I don't really think I'm a track. I, I mean, I love my hoodie. If I right. could never wear anything but a hoodie and sweats for the rest of my life, yeah. I wouldn't. Um, but I don't have a tracksuit. That's kind of a
1: missed opportunity. Do you remember
2: Zubas? Yeah, of course. Yeah, I had Zubas stuff. Okay. <laughs> oh, that's
1: amazing. But I kind of feel...
4: <laughs> did you have Zubas? We had Zubas way back in the day, yes. yeah, early 90s. Right. That was the time to be alive.
2: We got it free. Walked into the locker room, you got your Zubas free. I finally knew that I was like, okay, this is going to work when... Uh, the league would you know they would all the uh, licensees would be sending so much stuff and they finally started sending some that would fit me like,
1: yes. we're gonna but, bring Zubis to you next time I sit in for the show that'll be in a couple <laughs> weeks during uh, the very beginning of March Madness uh, don't don't uh, move uh, an inch also Tom Pellissero will be in it's hard for Tom to come on to start the next uh, third hour to follow I'm like Tom's warm up band by the way you're one heck of a warm up band I'm- much more Rich Eisen show when we come back